Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin. With me today, I have Kevin Wash. He is a coach, mentor, trainer, speaker, and author specializing in sales in Spain. I have Raquel Packets. She is known as the Happy Healthy Hiker. She is an author and the owner of Zen Freight Solutions. I also have Simon Coles. He is the CEO of a software company based in the UK and the founder of Better Conversations, where they are bringing clean language to business. The question I have for you today, what is the difference between fitting in and belonging? Raquel, can you kick us off? So when I got this question, I really started to, to dig into it. And I'm thinking fitting in seems more forceful. Like you're trying to make yourself fit a mold that everyone else has created a, a boundary for you. Mm. Where I feel belonging is what you are and it just automatically fits the mold or the, the group that you're trying to join. It's just kind of something that already naturally occurs. Mm, so fitting in is more work. Belonging is more comfortable. Sure. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Guys, what do you think? I think that's a very interesting concept you've got there, Raquel, because mine's almost the opposite of that. Oh. I think belonging is, is about just being who you are mm. and you need a strength of character you need to be a fairly strong-minded individual, whereas fitting in for me is being accepted for who you've become. Mm. So you've kind of let go of your personality to fit in with the group because you don't want to be an outsider, whereas the person that isn't concerned with that belongs because they have self-belief that they're good enough to be there or wherever it is. Oh, what an interesting concept. Simon, what do you think? Uh, I think if you're fitting in, you're trying to meet the norms of a group that you're not part of obviously you're trying to fit into that group so somebody else has made the rules whereas in belonging you probably were part of making the rules you're setting the acceptable norms and standards within that group you'd, you'd move from fitting into belonging over time as you got more familiar and built up better relationships and with people and that sort of thing okay so do you feel like one or the other is about the other people versus how you feel like do you fit in because people view you as fitting in and you belong because you feel like you belong? That's how I took it. I definitely feel like belonging is, is an internal feeling um, because this is, these are my people. This is where I'm meant to be kind of feel. Fitting in just makes me feel like I'm trying to fit in. I'm trying to become something that I'm not. Kevin, I would love to go back I, to your definition because I think that you're a little different yeah. and I, I, I want to know more. Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, it's, it's almost like, uh, particularly in business, it's like corporate politics, isn't it? You've got to fit in. You don't want to stand out from the crowd. And somebody actually once said to me that uh, I was standing out. And I said, well, I don't understand this. You're like a blade of grass that's growing too fast. You should stay at the same level as everybody else, then you'll fit in. Because what happens is when the lawnmower comes across, it takes the, sta it takes the higher blades first. So you will go first. So if you want to make a career here, you should focus on fitting in. And I found that to be fairly normal in corporate politics, particularly really? where you'll get people who will say one thing that they don't necessarily agree with, but they're saying that to fit in. Whereas the stronger person who belongs says what they really think. Simon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the high poppy where the, if you want it all to look even, you cut off the heads of the tallest poppies. But I feel like belonging, if I, if I were in that situation, Kevin, where I felt like I was the tall poppy or the long blade of grass, I wouldn't felt, feel like I belonged at all. I would feel like an outcast. So not fitting in or belonging, neither. I understand completely why you're saying that. My take mm -hmm. is very much a case of, if you believe in yourself, 
you can belong. And the people that fit in, it's a kind of level of mediocrity that's never really appealed to me. If I put it as colours, fitting in is beige and belonging is bright red. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I think there's a couple of things. You know, firstly, the fitting in and belonging for me are like a state thing. Are you fitting? Are you belonging? And you might have an intention about fitting in, but, but it's probably unconscious. Talking about organisations and don't stand out. I've heard about organisations like that, but oh my word run away, run away, you know, because <laughs> yeah, also exactly. that, that organisation is fundamentally unhealthy, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yes, I would agree with that completely. That would be the thing for me. If you find yourself in that organisation, you should either get to a position where you're able to create change mm. or you should change your position and go to another organisation. So thinking about that then, if we're leaders of organisations, do we want to create a space where people fit in or do we want to create a space where they feel like they belong as the human they are or in the confidence they are? What are we trying to create? So, so if I'm running a McDonald's franchise and you've got a lot of people flowing through because it's all temporary work, I probably want people to fit in. Mm. And I just publish the rules, make them clear, everybody toes in line. If I want to run a creative organization like mine, you want people to belong and feel free to be themselves. I would agree with, with Simon's analogy. I also think that where you've got people that you're relying on to bring different skills to the table, mm -hmm. you're going to have very individual characters there. So you don't want the sheep mentality of fitting in. You want the people that say, okay, my role in this, in this organization or this team, this company is this. So this is what I'm going to do. I will focus on my role. I'll deliver my role. And they work in the, the hope that everybody else does the same thing and delivers their part of the role. Mm -hmm. So Raquel, you run a business. What, what works for you? So the corporate world to me was that McDonald's, right? That very process based, you had to make yourself fit in and I clearly did not. So I started my own company and my employees that I attract and try to retain are the ones that, that do belong, right? Because they're the ones that match with my personality and match with uh, the creativity and being willing to bring their whole self into the company and, and not be afraid to show all of themselves to me. So I think that, you know, I, I'm trying to create a corporate culture where everyone belongs that is here. Let's say you have a manager or someone who's creating this idea that people have to fit in, that, you know, cutting off the heads, the grass, whatever, the poppies. How would you notice that as a leader? How would you notice if someone is, is putting those kind of pressures on? What does that look like? I think there's a really easy way to tell. Just look at the way people are dressed when they come to work. Mm, look at the managers and then look at how everybody else dresses and you probably find they're miniature clones of the manager. If the manager wears the, the classic grey suit and the white or the blue shirt with the tie and you see everybody else doing the same thing, everybody's fitting in. Nobody's being allowed to be an individual. There's nobody walking around in jeans and a T-shirt with tattoos up and down their arms. Um, I think that's a... a, a Fairly classic sign that you see. Genuine humour too. Not the boss has made a half joke and we're all going to laugh, ho, ho, ho. But if there's genuine <laughs> humour within the group. I also think people challenging. You know, if you've got a manager speaking or a boss speaking, people should be able to challenge that individual. So I'm trying to think about, but back when I worked in corporate, I definitely had one of those jobs where they wanted you to keep your head down and do the work. And I was terrible at that. I was really good at doing the work, but I was terrible at keeping my head down. And I was certainly punished for that. Like I was given the bad shifts. I was written up for stuff that other people was let slide. So I think there's more than just 
how people dress and, and humor. There's something else. There's insidiousness about pressuring people to be what you want them to be and punishing them for not being. I think sometimes in, in business, especially if you're selling products, it's hard enough selling a product externally. But in some cases, you have to spend more time selling things internally to get whatever process you want or whatever offer you want or whatever promotion you want. So you have to play an internal game there. And sometimes it's quite refreshing to just be left to go and speak to clients and prospective clients. I've said before on Quick Hits that you should never expect your employees to treat your customers better than you are treating your employees. Mm. Absolutely. And I feel like that for me, when I was working in corporate, that was the case because I was customer facing. They wanted me to treat the customers better than they were actually treating me. So I see it. I pick it up really quickly when I go into organizations and and look at them because I've been there. I've been that person who's been told you have to fit in. You can't do it that way. Don't be unique. You don't belong here. And that's why that's so interesting to me about how it works. When I go into organizations for training, especially if I'm training the, the actual field team, I always ask to meet them without any managers because I know I will get completely different answers to questions. If you put a manager in a room, I'll hear what the manager wants to hear. Mm-hmm. But when I take the manager out, then I hear the real issues and, and my challenge is to try to impact those real issues. I, I really see an awful lot of this. And I, I think there's kind of, there's intimidation of people that know you're not good enough to go to that level. I know when I do speaking engagements, if they come in and have me do a half day or a full day training, if I can't get the participants to interact with me in any real way, I know it's not a psychologically safe place. They've created a boundary about how people are allowed to behave and people don't feel like they belong there at all. So I, I can, I can feel it when it happens. So thank you for having this conversation with me. That is our 10 minutes. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again really soon.